Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Small Business Survival Conversations. These conversations are always with my colleague, Anna Steinfest. Hi, Anna. Hello, everyone. And I'm Michael Troyer, and welcome. Our topic today is learning to delegate, that bugaboo of leaders and managers, and especially small business owners. Right, Anna? Absolutely, Michael. I, You know, this is a topic I am personally struggling with. And I'm sure that a lot of my fellow entrepreneurs, they're struggling because a lot of times we don't want to let go any of the activities because we assume that no one will do the best job as we do. So it's it's, it's difficult, but in order for us to grow as owners, in order for us to grow the company, you have to make sure that you delegate. In fact, you can't do it all. And when you try to do it all, you're simply slowing down the business and its opportunity to grow. You're doing the opposite of scaling the business. And everyone's just around waiting for you to get your piece done before they can do their piece. So you have to learn to delegate. So how do we do that, Anna? I, I, we have six questions, but I'm going to change them a little bit. And Michael doesn't know because we discuss one other. And now we, will, we, we just will spice it up a little bit. In, we're in the air. So that's that's the beauty of our conversations. And I'll keep Michael on his toes. So what we want you to do is we want you to put together all the activities you do on a daily basis on, we'll call it brain dump on a sheet of paper, Excel sheet, Word, whichever works for you. For me, when I write it down, it, it it's working. So all the activities, day-to-day activities you're doing every single day, and just do it for a week. A second round of what Anna just said. We do this right off the top of our heads. Then we want you to go through that list and say, which of these am I really good at doing? And which of these are am I doing just because they need to get done? And I think I can do it better than anybody else, but I'm not really that good at doing it. So that list should be pared down now to the top 10 of your list of the things that you're really good at doing that, okay, you can keep. The rest, you should start thinking about who else should do them. That's it. Absolutely. And so, and then you review your payroll of people who own your payroll. And when we say payroll, we have, sometimes we have a subcontractors we hire to make sure that they can take some of this load, load off of your plate and make sure that when Michael tells you, okay, now which one, which activities you can delegate, make sure that some of the strategic activities stay with you. And some of the everyday activities, which are very repetitive. And in fact, you don't enjoy, enjoy even doing, just make sure that you can delegate them. In, in fact, for some of those activities, if they were done at 85% of the level you've done them, that would be good enough to move the company forward because you could focus on the things you ought to be doing. So use the 85% rule. Who's on the payroll that I'm paying for that could do that job, at least at 85% of what I do? Have them do it for Pete's sake. So you free up your time to do the things you ought to be doing. We just had alumni group 
conversation, Michael. And that's where one of the business owners shared with us that I rather have it 85% done rather than not done at all, or for me not being able to grow. It was a learning experience for her to let this go and not to be perfect because as a business owner, we started our business and we continue to grow and grow. We want every step to be perfect, to be exceptional. Well, if you want to grow, you cannot do this. You have to allow your people to make mistakes. However, you have to be ready to jump in and repair that mistakes and errors. But again, Michael was very good saying 85% the job done is better than not doing the job. And if you don't do this, your business is limited by how much sleep you need. So if you're having more than four hours a night, shame on you because you're trying to do it all, of course. So we keep on saying, delegate. What's the second thing they need to learn, or the question they need to ask to be successful in finding the right person? Well, you have to make sure that you completely understand your strengths of your team. Mm-hmm. to make sure that when you delegate them the activity, they're capable of doing it. And now once you delegate that, and I know that we are, Michael, I know that we're jumping from question to question, but we just mix it up. And like we said, we want to keep ourselves on on the toes and we want to make sure that, you know, you engage uh, with us also. I mean, how many times you assign a work to some of our uh, employees, but you don't give them good directions. That's the other thing. I mean, we know that they're capable of doing, but make sure that you give them very, very detailed instructions how they should do the job. And then get out of their way and let them do it. And then ask them how it's going and show them how to learn from their struggles to get better at what they're doing. One of the things I'd want to look for also is do they show a sense of ownership of the area in which they're working. That, that's the person I'm going to delegate to. If they already have some things to do and they they really kind of act like they own that, they're going to be good at taking on something else and they're going to own that as well. So I have confidence I can delegate and they're going to take it on and do it well. And that's, that is extremely important. When you hire people, make sure that you hire people with entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. because a lot of time, and some people will have that. They don't want to dive into having a business themselves, but they have this entrepreneurial mindset where they really will want ownership. You just give them, this is what they need done and they will get it done. They'll take ownership like Michael said of this particular activity or this particular task and they'll do it without, you know, without doubt because they own that part of the job. Yep. Now another part of this learning to delegate is to ask a lot of other people how so-and-so is doing. How is Anna doing in the, in the, in her job? What do you think of Anna? Not to investigate her. You're not, you're not, uh, a person, you know, looking at her in a negative way. What you're trying to find out, who are the people who are really go-getters? Who are the people that the, they're at a level and they're really good. They need to be given something more to do because they can rise to that occasion. I need people who can step up. That's another person to whom I want to look at. Can I delegate a particular project to them and feel pretty good that they're going to get it done and they'll grow from the process. And one other question, now I'm jumping to another question we have is you have to make sure that you measure mm-hmm. their responsibility. Make sure that you you assign them some type of quantitative measure. 
Yeah. And it's it's simple. For example, you have a receptionist. And I know this is we're talking about a little bit for a bigger businesses, but imagine that you have a receptionist. Make sure that they pick up the phone by the second ring. Oh, we, we have two rings, you have to pick up the phone. So you assign them some kind of measurements. It's very, very important. I know that sometimes you're like, well, I don't know when it's when it's quant uh, qualitative. How are you going to assign? You can assign quantitative score for every single thing. Let's, let's go with that example and and push it further. So if we see someone who always gets gets the phone very quickly, who carries on a a pleasant conversation with who, whomever is on the other end of the line, takes a note, gets things done, maybe does a follow up call later on. That's the person I want to delegate to because they want more than we've asked of them. It's the person who sits there and says, hello, Acme Corporation. No, I'm sorry, there's not here right now. That's not a person I'm going to delegate to. Sorry. I want to see the energy. The receptionist is like everybody else in the business. They're in sales. Are they helping to sell your business by their attitude and style and the energy they put in? Or are they, in fact, turning people away because they just don't care? Well, you're learning who to delegate to and whom not to delegate to. Absolutely. And so once you do that, you have to make sure that you already delegated your task activities. How often should you check? Michael, how often should we check with the employee? When I've delegated a task, I'm probably going to check in with them weekly at first and say, how are things going? I'm not, in, you know, I don't want to be intrusive. Things going all right? You, you figuring this out? Good. Uh, if I'm comfortable, I can move that to uh, maybe, maybe monthly. And finally, maybe only a quarterly or if I hear an issue coming up. But early on, I want to be there not to check in on them, not to stand over their shoulder like they don't know what to do, but rather, how can I help you? What what more do you need from me to get better at what, what I've asked you to do? That's the proper way to delegate. So it's an opportunity. Uh, you're, you're not, quote, dumping something on them, quote. You're asking them to do something that's very important. And you need to help them understand where they fit within the larger picture. And you don't micromanage, like Michael said, but what you do is you are checking in to make sure that they have the tools, the resources they need to be successful because you're vested in their success. Make sure that they have everything when you delegated a task. And again, checking in. I love that concept of Michael at the beginning. It may be, hey, how are you doing? Do you have everything? And then little by little, you'll be like, okay, more relaxed and checking in monthly, checking in quarterly. So you you will get the rhythm. I mean, I think that you will get into a rhythm once you delegate once, two, three times, and you will be like, I'm an expert next time. So sometimes if it doesn't go your way, we suggest that, hey, you know, try another time. But if it doesn't go, well, this person maybe is not at the right position with your organization, with your company. So you have to cut your losses fast. Mm -hmm. We usually will say hire slow and fire fast. So that's the concept we want to push here. As, as Anna's indicated, we've moved around a bit on the outline we kind of had prepared. So I'm going to do the same thing with the close here. I just want you to think about the fact that you can't do it all. You have to learn to delegate. You're, ho you're holding back your business when you don't. But the message of this morning was, or this afternoon or this evening, whenever you're listening, you have to think about it. You have to explore who your employees are and who might be the right person to delegate that project or activity to. 
and you have to prepare them. So you have to think about it. You have to prepare them. This isn't an easy task, but it must be done or the business can't grow. We want to hear from you. So put in the comments when you first delegate and what was your experience. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.